Manimal here. It is Monday, February 26th, and today on a brand new episode of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about Cody Bellinger signing with the Cubs, and that's going to lead us down a, a wild path with Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. We're also going to talk about those Rangers box scores from the weekend. So join us today for a brand new episode of Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. And your Texas Rangers are the defending World Series champions and spring training is well underway. And ladies and gentlemen, we have some box scores to talk about today. And I know you guys are just as excited as we are. This is your boy Kev, aka YBK Kevin Frazier. If you want to find me on social medias, it's Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. If you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, it's TX Rangers WTV. And don't forget to check us out on the World Wide Web. That is Texas Rangers with the boys.com. All one word. Yes, sir. And joining me today, uh, the little manimal for one, my my guest co-host, and as always. The 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on social medias? Well, I'm doing pretty good. We're getting through another day here. Uh, we've uh, had an exciting weekend. We got to, got to talk about box scores before today. So uh, I'm just looking forward to talking about this Ranger team. There's some fun, exciting stuff happening in uh, the big leagues right now. And, and uh, we're going to talk about it. It's going to lead to some fun. I think it's going to lead to some fun baseball talk today, and uh, then we'll have our box scores to to ride us through. And uh, so, before we get to any of that, um, first things first, I want to let everybody know that they can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal Three Hundred, and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. And uh, also, that this show is brought to you by Matt War Pro Wrestling. Mm. Matt War Pro Wrestling is back at Martin House Brewing on Saturday, March 24th for their first ever Saturday show at Martin House Brewing. And it's we're going to feature the Hell's Half Acre Tournament, which is a uh, uh, once a year tournament where it starts with a battle royal. It breaks down into two tag or two four way matches and uh, the winner of those meet in a tape fist match and the winner of that faces the winner of the battle royal in a winner-take-all match for a chance at the Trinity River Heritage title at an upcoming date. So come on out. It's going to be a big time. There'll be food provided. You know Martin House Brewing. They have all the great beers. And our friends at uh, Starry's Ice Cream will be out there uh, with all those great um, ice cream desserts. So come on out for a big time. I'll be there. Kevin will be there. Uh, the Rangers will be uh, just about ready to kick off opening day, and uh, we'll be uh, having a big night at Martin House Brewing uh, a couple of days before. Absolutely. And, uh, again, last year was our first time going to Matt War Pro. We had just gotten back to Texas, and uh, we had been doing the podcast for a little while, but uh, getting back to the motherland and uh, right before uh, spring training kicked off was really exciting for us, and we're going to be glad that, it's on a Saturday this time around because, uh, you know, we are 
we are currently booked for the fourth Fridays uh, of every month. So having it on a Saturday makes it great for us. So we're going to be out there. Can't wait. Little man will be out there uh, and we will be out there in force. So a lot of fun, man. Oh man. Well, one major thing happened in the MLB over the weekend. I mean, of course there's tons of little stuff we could talk about, but there's too much Rangers to talk about. Um, Cody Bellinger signs the what 12 years 378 million dollars was it oh that's what hector neris wanted wasn't it oh it <laughs> didn't end up being the big heck the eyes bright deal that he was expecting huh no no bellinger you know I, i'm not surprised at all that number one bellinger didn't get a huge contract because he he only had one year you know where he really very uh, fair Got back to form, but also the economic situation of of baseball for for two. But the other thing about it is that you know teams want players that can play year in and year out, and you know with with the remaining top level free agents, there is an air of inconsistency about each one of them in some form or fashion that I think makes teams not as likely to commit long term. Plus, you're also dealing with guys a little bit older. And that's another reason why teams could be a little more reluctant uh, to make long-term commitments. So a lot of reasons why this is going on. But with Bellinger making a sign, with this Bellinger $50 million signing, it really kind of has your eyebrow raised as to what, again, if we had a dollar for every time we talk about Jordan Montgomery's free agency status on this offseason, um, we would probably... Of course, and, and today we're going to bring a new a twist into... Yeah, a definite a, a, a Cody to it because okay, so Cody Bellinger, I mean, three years and ninety, is that right? I thought it was three and eighty. If I three and eighty <laughs> at 30, 30, 20 with opt outs after each year. Mm -hmm. So it's I mean, it's a contract that he could play on for two years and have one okay season and then one big season, and before you know his his salary drops or he has one big season and can go back out next year and demand uh you know a, a, an amount that he should get uh so it, it can go several ways for bellinger and uh or he could just collect uh 80 million dollars over the course of the next three years and and be out of the league in four years i don't know if that's going to be the case but it could be no it could uh, happen so so, you know, I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, we're talking he's a season removed from hitting like 211 or something yeah. like ridiculous like that. So um, not saying that I'm surprised that he did get a little bit, but I think uh, um, it's safe for the Cubs. It's safe for Bellinger. And it makes it sound like it's a better contract. You know, I mean, it's interesting for sure. And it makes me really think about what, um, Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell are going to do now, and if they're at a point now where they may be willing to take one plus a an op a bonus or an option year, and and what kind of market do you have for the Rangers if you're talking Montgomery and Snell on one year? I mean, why not just get them both? Well, I mean that would be the the you know the uh, wisest thing to do, right? Then you'd be rich in pitching for at least one year. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you, you'd have to pay the all three taxes probably. Mm, yeah, you'd um, have tax to pay for sure. 
Yeah, you'd have to pay those taxes. But if you're looking at uh, something where you can get both of those guys in somewhere around the same tax bracket, they're both interesting at this point, If especially if it's a one year with a, with a uh, player option for the second year. Yeah, yeah. And let's, let's just uh, give a little bit of a uh, um, pull the curtain back, you know, um, for the for the listeners, you know, we, we had a pretty heated but friendly debate about, you know, who we would rather have, you know, I, I would say, you know, the, you know, you're, you're a Cardinals fan, you know, you, you, you come from a background of like, hey, look, you know, the, the, it, the, this is a team thing, players, you know, players, combinations of players win championships, not one player. Um, and I, you know, me being the Ranger Homer and it's our first season ever and having PTSD from the Mavericks winning one championship and then breaking the whole team up the next year and never going back. Um, I'm kind of like completely opposite and want to keep everybody. Um, you know, neither, I, I think, I, I definitely think somewhere in between is what we're, we're going to, we're going to land with. But in reality though, the Rangers have shown that like, they're not really, too emotional uh, about the team last year. The only people coming back thus far, I believe, is just Jankowski, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, of the guys that were free, right? I believe yeah, it been, is. Yeah, Jankowski's the only one to come back. The rest of them, the Rangers are ready to uh, see what they have with uh, some of these younger players that you can't blame them because they've got, gosh, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum about how many of these big league-ready um, players that they have in the you know coming up from the minor leagues playing in spring training this year so it, it's it it makes for a very interesting uh conversation because i i really do think um regardless of whether you know i i, I i'm gonna openly want jordan montgomery back but i also see the logic behind well if you can get both either one of them on a one and one i mean blake snell has two cy young you got you got hardware versus hardware you got two cy young winning uh, a two Cy Young winning pitcher who's had some pretty good success in the playoffs. And then you have the champion, the recent championship uh, winning pitcher who was just a dog in the playoffs uh, just recently. So it's a tough, it's a tough one, man. I, I obviously am going to lean towards Montgomery just because I'm a homer, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to be mad if we bring Blake Snell either. So it's a tough Yeah, um, I don't think it's uh, extremely hard to sell Blake Snell to this fan base, especially like we're talking about on the one-in-one type, one-year-with-the-player-option type of contract, um, uh, especially with kind of some of the uncertainty being straightened out with, with uh, the TV deal, and there's – kind of like uh, the condescending stories on this TV deal, right? I mean, the, the Rangers are claiming that it's not 111 or a hundred million dollars. Like uh, I think sports illustrated or USA uh, today, USA today came out with that number. And uh, I mean, John Blake uh, denying that that's the, the truth um i i've been around the rangers for a lot of years and watching them as a club for over 25 years now almost 30 years and let's be honest john blake is like the guy that they go to when they need the 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 lie at the top of the 
yeah. food chain. Yeah. So yeah. Um, not to say that I don't trust what the Rangers are saying, but, uh, you know, uh, I feel like as much as John Blake is kind of like a loyal employee, I mean, he's so loyal to the, the T that, you know, they ask him to say whatever, he's cool with it. Um, but then again, you're also going to have all-star game revenue coming into the team this year. So, I I mean, the only real um, negative aspect of this whole offseason coming out of this is, well, A, $11 million that's going to come off with the, the TV. And then the B, that you're uncertain about the future of what y- your TV deal could be. And I think on that same note, I mean, we could be by the all-star game trade deadline part of the season with the Rangers having a TV deal in place for 2024 or 2025 and beyond. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if that were the case, that if they had already had something in play by the trade deadline this season and that they have a little bit more revenue to spend at that time. Um, But, you know, who knows, right? I mean, like, I'm just kind of speculating that, uh, you know, uh, and I don't know what the all-star game money is going to go to. Maybe they have something lined up for next off season that they want to, you know, pursue with that, with that uh, portion of what they're going to make. Well, and let's not forget, you know, they had an extra, what, month? Two, I mean, how many months of, of uh, baseball games to play that and that they got an extra revenue from, uh, you know, winning. last year? Yeah. So it, it's fortunately they played 13 games on the road and and what, two, six, seven games at home. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did. They did a lot on the road and that that's for sure. Um, but it, it, it just leads you to think that the Rangers can't be in a bad financial situation right now. The other thing about it that I, I, I would say, if there's anything that probably plays heavier on this than anything else, it's got to be that they're right up against the, um, the luxury tax. And the real question is, you know, has ownership, management, whatever you want to call it, have they, have they made like a hard line and said, you know, to say CY, like, hey, we're not going over the luxury you know, we're not, we're not going over that second tax. Yeah, like if, if that's the case, then I would say the Rangers. I guess they're done. Um, but if with that, Robertson, they went over the first tax. Right, right. So it's kind of like the Rangers. Like if that's the case, they're done. If that's not the case, uh, I don't think the long-term financial uh, thing is a really uh, is bleak at all when it comes to the Rangers. But I'd also don't look at the you know, the bottom line either. I'm not looking at their P&L statements. Absolutely. I would also say, um, you know, that it, it, in the, as far as, you know, bringing on a guy like for a one year, two year deal. I I mean, I think it's also really beneficial though, because you do have some, a lot of money dropping off next year. Um, So if you're getting like a one in one with these guys, you're, you're not going to be, over next year it's just you're looking at this year and and again the the want the rangers to be a big market team person in me is like look if there's ever a year to go over the salary or the uh the luxury tax it's the year after you win your first world championship like give give us a little something here 
uh, th- this year, guys. I well, and they and they are. They're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I understand what you're saying and, and maybe, you know, coming off the back end of what should be a very profitable season in 2025 between all of the 20, the merch that you're going to sell as world champions, all of the extra tickets you're going to sell in the ballpark this year, because people are excited about the team. Um, all of that is going to end up you know, leading to more revenue at some point. It's just now it's going to be finding out what that TV deal is going to look like to see what they can really spend. Yeah. And and I like the short term, the idea of these short term contracts with these guys, because it's perfect scenario. And I would say that in a way, you know, if the Rangers do get one of these two guys, um, they come out like huge, huge, huge free agency winners for their patience. But even if they don't, I really feel like they still are coming out winners because you just didn't, you know, a team, you just didn't see a lot of mega spending this year. Uh, and so the Rangers were true with the trend. And so they weren't, you know, someone that overpaid <clears throat> Los Angeles uh, when everybody else wasn't overpaying. So I think, you know, <laughs> Philadelphia. So, I mean, I think, I think in the end, like the Rangers kind of come out looking good this year, free agency wise, no matter what. But if they do steal one of these pitchers, um, you know, obviously I'm leaning towards Montgomery, but I'm no one's going to cry if it's Blake Snell. Um, like, I, I mean, I, if that's the case, then the Rangers, man, they, they're going to look like genius. Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the things that they're kind of, uh, you know, weighing their options on right now. And I don't know that there's any interest in either one of them from the club right now. I'm just speculating with, with, Bellinger signing a three-year with an opt-out after the each year. I mean, you kind of feel like if Montgomery or Blake Snell signed with a team for one year or three years or two years with an opt-out after that first year, that he's they're they're going to have a good enough season to test the market again and go back out and prove their value, right? I mean, yeah. Blake Snell's a career three twenty ERA um, at at you know, at this point in his career already over 21 war and, and a couple of Cy Youngs in the bank and Montgomery at 30 years old has solidified himself as a really good pitcher. That's, that's definitely a three, maybe even like we've talked about in the back and you've, you've been, you've said for sure is that, you know, a bottom of the uh, bottom two. Right. And, well, and, and, and Montgomery who's stock who kind of has rising stock too. Like, you know, he's he's kind very of- true. Yeah, because he's been he kind of got pushed away by the Yankees in a situation where they were looking for outfield depth to help get Aaron Judge off of center field. And it kind of cost them Jordan Montgomery that ended up helping propel St. Louis into a playoff push. And then last year, the same thing when St. Louis is, uh, you know, to, kind of in a tank season because the starting pitching didn't go well how they planned you know Montgomery was the one piece that did and he had great value at the trade deadline because he pulled back what now are two guys that are on the verge of being top 100 prospects um for a rental so right. you know I mean Montgomery that, that I mean that shows what his value was I mean uh, I, I, it's tough because it would have been nice if maybe Blake Snell would have gotten traded at the deadline to kind of see what his value as a rental was too. 
Right, right. And I think these all play together for a big, just like a big conglomerate of, of drama um, for the Rangers. But I, I can't help but think that, you know, there was a lot of angst as, as a Ranger fan and, uh, you know, for Ranger fandom, just because, you know, we, we wanted to see this team continue to make moves in free agency. But as this, you know, free agency season is kind of coming to a close, Rangers look smarter and smarter every single day. And again, whether they do or don't get one of these guys, um, I still think the Rangers, you know, made the, made the wise moves uh, at this point. I think they're still in the position uh, to compete next year. And I think, think with this mega farm system, which we just got through talking about uh, on our down on the farm with the boys show, um, they're still in a, in a great leverage position to make any big time moves that they need to make when they need to make those moves. If, if they need to make those moves. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like the spot. I like where the organization is in. I like the fact that they, they play the, they play a, they play a hardball game, man. They don't, they're not, they're not giving into anybody and, and what do you think this is doing to the Boris era? Because he's the one that's really taken the big hit. Um, I would say he's taken the biggest hit this offseason of any of these, of the, you know, of anybody. Well, and, you know, the thing with Boris is, is he's going to, instead of saying, like, I screwed the pooch and should have should have had these guys at, at, at reasonable the reasonable market value for them. You know, he, he wanted big money. He wants big money for Chapman. He got, you know, I mean, it's going to be good for him for a couple of years on Bellinger on this deal, or at least one year or whatever. So, you know, I mean, like uh, he wants these huge contracts for these guys. And, you know, I mean, like last year, the Rangers kind of created the market and this year they kind of let it come to them. And then, you know, at the same time, like you said, it kind of made them look, uh, uh, smart at the end because here those guys are still sitting there and the Rangers have kind of put themselves in a position financially with between the money or between the TV deal being struck for the year and, and, you know, revenue from last year and this year, you know, they're in a position where if they did want to go and get one of those guys on a, on a, a one year with a player option, it's, it's possible. Yeah, it absolutely is possible. So um, we got some box scores to talk about. Do uh, do we before want to- we get to the box score? Yeah. Uh, 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 Gerardo Carrillo, um, one of the guys at the Rangers, uh, took a flyer on with a non-roster invite. He was released from camp. I don't know if this was um, him related or club related, but either way, he is uh, no longer uh, with the club at camp. Hmm. Hmm. So, moves are already happening, is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And there, you know, I mean, there, there's going to be more happen as we go on this week. But uh, as they happen, we want to just kind of point them out, at least uh, for for people that you know. Well, I don't want them in in a couple of weeks. Like, hey, we signed that Gerardo Carrillo guy. Why isn't he? Yeah. Doing anything? Well, we we pointed that out that he he was released. He, he gone, he gone. So yeah, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna pull, you know, he'll, he'll have a chance somewhere else. So let's get into this. Um, or do we want to do, do want I mean, I already brought up the, uh, yeah, let's get into box score number one. 
Okay. We'll finish that talking about some young guys, and then you do your thing, right? Like that's let's do that's it. How we do that, right? Like we're, we'll 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 talk about young guys, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that's my cue." Yeah, that's my cue. Well, the, yeah, like the light bulb goes off over uh, your head, like I people know. can see it. You know? Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it every time. It works out great. Rangers uh, lose game number two of the season. We talked about game number one, game number two. Um, real quick, just how the Rangers scored their runs. Um, if you if you were before we get into the box score, um, Derek Hill, who uh, now has a couple of RBIs on the year, another single uh, in the top of the sixth, and then uh, Davis Winzel single to drive in Foscue. That's a couple of the runs. Elia Hernandez uh, singled to drive in Cam Colley. And then uh, in the top of the ninth, Blaine Krim, he had his first hit of the Cactus League that drove in Cam Colley, who was on base after a walk. So um, just the scoring recap real quick, and now we'll get more into the box score and, and who pitched and who, who played and who was good and all of that stuff. But uh, um, uh, anything more on the scoring, Kev, for, from your point? Um, well, I would say it's kind of cool. Um, you know, Cam Colley has a pretty cool little box score there to look at. Um, Ilya Hernandez continues to kind of say, hey, like somebody, you know, I'm ready to play MLB ball. Like whether it's here or somewhere, somebody watch me. Uh, Foss, you got his first, I guess, you know, hit. I don't know if you, this, you can't call this. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, because he's been a professional, but I guess major league level hit uh but it's not big league hit as well no um, i don't know if he had any last year i think he played a little bit last year on a non roster as well yeah and then uh you know hill um again kind of like hernandez is kind of saying trying hey. to take his place for that yeah. for that fifth outfielder and you know been a former first rounder that we know he's got some talent yeah and then um you know i guess since we're just already talking about guys that maybe made notable that did some notable things. Um, you know, Zeke Duran got him a couple of hits, which I thought's probably a good sign for him. Um, the backup catcher, Kniezner, Kisner, him. Um, he got him a hit. Blaine Krim. He's like, Hey, I can, I can hit too. Um, and then good to see Wenzel um, get him, get him a hit. I feel like maybe he's, Kind of struggling a little bit because he did also have the, have the have the error, so you know his kind of, I guess bid to make the squad, um, off to sort of a rocky start. But, and Jankowski uh, had himself a hit as well. Yeah, leading uh, off. And uh, you know who had a hit? A uh, Franier Chavez, a guy mm. that we just talked about on the down on the farm, uh, show with uh, second baseman. He got himself a hit, and uh, we know he can play the field. And now, hopefully, he can start to put it together at the at the plate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, these guys are are making are not making it easy uh, for the Rangers um, coaching staff to uh, make their decision on what they're going to do. Now, a few things. Speaking of the Winsell error, you also had the Zeke Duran error, and then the Jax Biggers um, error. So those those were kind of like the fielding things. But Elia Hernandez yet again. Uh, guns down um, town for uh, for Kansas City at third base again. Just kind of trying to show that hey, I'm I'm here. 
Like yeah, yeah, no. Um, the the Duran error was pretty big. Teodo uh, made a really good pitch to get Bobby Witt with a hundred mile an hour sinker, and uh, just uh, the Witt speed and all of that that combined, it just ended up being a play that uh, was very forgettable yesterday. Or yeah, I guess what Saturday for Duran. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought Emiliano Teodo was really, really good. And uh, they had he had a chance to work himself around a bases loaded one out jam, and I thought he did a good job of it. And uh, you know, probably with uh, Corey Seager out there at shortstop, that's a play that's made. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's um, you know, you just you just gotta you gotta think, you know, with Duran. I know he's he got a huge upside, and uh, you know, he's pro- he might even be. Pressing a tad, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him if he was, but I, I think he's going to get plenty of, of a, of opportunity to, to make a big impact with Seager and with Josh Young. Probably not going to play at all, most likely here in spring training. So, well, at least, bro, yeah, Young won't be playing for at least another week or so. So we'll see how much longer he's out. But uh, the timetable for Seager is still right up against uh, opening day. Um, uh, speaking of opening day, uh, Nate Eovaldi mm-hmm. uh, looking really sharp in his first outing. He did give up a hit and a walk, but worked around that. And uh, uh, you know, uh, I thought he looked real sharp in the uh, in the snippets that I was seeing of his work. Um, Brock Burke had a really solid inning. I think the Rangers are going to really count on him to to be. Um, a, a mainstay in that bullpen for the time that he's going to be here after that really good rookie campaign. Um, a little bit of a sophomore slump, but they're they're expecting good things from Brock Burke in his his third year. Um, a guy that didn't really have the doesn't really have the uh, um, leniency to have a bad inning yesterday or Saturday chasing Shreve. Uh, didn't have a real great inning, gave up a couple of runs on a handful of hits. Um, and then um, same with Jose Urena, put himself right. in a bad spot. Um, Emiliano Teodo almost came in here and bailed him out, and he didn't end up taking any earned runs on it. But those two runs were were on him, and those were his runs because, uh, you know, he left him out there for – for Toyota in a, a second and third and one out. And, you know, maybe, maybe they're unearned, but, you know, Bobby Witt makes that play because he's Bobby Witt. And, right. uh, and uh, then uh, another guy that, uh, um, that we're, we're looking forward to seeing both at AAA and the big leagues this year is Grant Anderson. Um, he's a guy that, uh, you know, I like him as a guy that can come in and get a out of an inning when you've got a runner, a couple of runners on base with a good ground ball there. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, the last guy that pitched it, we're going to talk about today. That uh, so I'll tee you right up, uh, Owen White. Um, I saw he was he was uh, topping out at 96 on the radar gun, which is higher than anything he threw all year last year. So. Um, that's exciting news. He didn't have the greatest of innings, but it wasn't bad either. No big deal. A couple of hits and a run right there off the bat. But uh, uh, overall, really promising from uh, from from camp with White throwing somewhere in the in the mid nineties instead of low nineties. Yeah, and you know Owen White, 
uh, fairly significant for this podcast because he was the first um, pro- he was the he was the first player to be ranked number one in our top forty prospect list that we ever came out with. Owen White was number one um, prospect wise and value of pitching. What's that? On the value of pitching. On the value of pitching. And, you know, I think that says a lot about our expectations for him this year. And I think we want to see a lot from Owen White. And, again, you know, had you been tuning in to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover all things Rangers, minor league, um, you'd have known that. You'd have heard our – I think we've come out with four top 40 uh, prospect lists. And uh, our most recent one came out at the end of the year last year, um, and that's up there. If you want to check that out, just go to our website. Uh, w- Owen White is on that list, too. He is on that list. So go yeah. to our website. Not one, though. Oh, not number one. Okay. www. Let me, let me start over here. If you want to subscribe to the show, just go to our website, www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. Oh, Owen White was number one last year, but not this year. Yeah, that that. Was that the all one word? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Working on new things. <laughs> and um, if you want to subscribe on our Spotify page, you can also subscribe there. It's just a dollar ninety nine, and that helps you make uh, helps you make us your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. We just recently wrapped up an episode about our about the Down East Wood Ducks and their position players. We also uh, talked about our top ten. Um, second baseman in the organization, and we also went into a little bit more depth and detail uh, about some of how about how some of these prospects uh, did over the weekend uh, in these spring training games. So go check it out; you won't regret it. Um, if you're a hardcore baseball fan, go jump over there and become one of our air quotes here farm hands and uh, and uh, subscribe today. So there we go. That was that was. Um, that was a rocky commercial, but we got. I, I, I think I threw you off. Yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit. It's okay. Yeah. No big deal. The adjustments got to be made, just like in the game. You got to make adjustments. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, a lot of adjustments so, made on Sunday because nobody. Sunday was runs. boring, man. Every time <laughs> I looked up, it was just a new half inning. Both sides, <laughs> both teams were. Although yeah. the Giants <laughs> did work a few walks that I would. I mean, the Rangers didn't have. But one walk all day. They did have several hit by pitches, which leads us to uh, uh, the biggest story of the day coming out of uh, uh, surprise is that Evan Carter took a fastball off of the uh, left hand. X rays are negative as uh, as of right now. He's day to day. Seems like if that would have happened in a, a more serious setting, that he probably would have just stayed in the game. Yeah, yeah. But Rangers being cautious, can't blame them for that. And um, you know, uh, we want to. We, I mean, obviously, everybody listening, including ourselves, uh, want to see um, Evan Carter one hundred percent healthy. But uh, the Rangers did have three hits uh, to go with that single walk from uh matt duffy yeah so yeah five base runners isn't uh isn't really exciting but at the same time 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers combined to throw a three hitter of their own three with hits. three more base runners, uh, four more base runners. Oh man, I missed it. Uh, you know what? Winzel got hit by a pitch too, so they ha- they both had uh, seven ba- or six, seven. I don't know, seven or eight base runners. A lot of math going on here. Yeah, I, I got too confused trying to do math, but uh, Heaney did uh, hit a batter, walked a batter, um, but struck out five. Right, right. I mean, we uh, have yeah, a good so he's, he's in midseason form. There's no doubt he's in midseason form there with a hit by pitch, a walk, and a hit, uh, and then five strikeouts. So uh, a guy that we've talked about that uh, – we think can make a a, yeah. a a contribution to this team. Adrian Sampson had a couple of really good innings. He didn't walk a guy, but other than that, um, nothing wrong with what he did. Um, Blake Taylor is a guy that uh, the Rangers, I, I want to say they just picked him up from, uh, from Houston last year, or I'm mean, in the off season uh, off of a, uh, uh, I think he's here on a non-roster, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the, he pitched a, a clean inning, a nice scoreless inning. Uh, Jonathan Holder, who, um, gosh, he's a, he's a little bit older now, but he's been around the big leagues for a while. And, uh, you know, over the course of his uh, – he's trying to get back into the big leagues. You know, he's been out of the league for a little while. Um, hasn't pitched in the big leagues since – Oh, well, that, no, that's not true. He, he pitched a little bit last year with uh, Anaheim uh, and Chicago the year before. Um, so he's been pitching a little bit, but his last significant time was in uh, 2020. And then uh, um, a guy that they brought over that we talked about when they brought him over a non-roster invite, Austin Pruitt. He was, uh, you know, not bad. Had a walking, had a uh, hit, but worked his way around it. And Jake Latz had a nice little inning. And then uh, Shane Green had a nice inning to finish things out. And the, the Rangers, you know, the the Giants and Rangers, they're still dueling, actually. I think the game's still going on. They're still just throwing <laughs> farmhands out there trying to score a run. <laughs> well, in theory, for sure, um, because the, the game never truly ended because it ended uh, in a – um, ended in a tie. So, uh, but you know, I will say this, um, Elir Hernandez gets another hit. Uh, yep. Justin Foscu, um, gets a hit and then, uh, Marcus Simeon. I mean, he got him, he got him once. Yeah. 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 He got him a hit and, uh, you know, it's, it's just about right now getting at bats, seeing live pitching, uh, and it's still day number two and, or day number three. And, you know, we'll have another one to talk about tomorrow, and and you know the thing just. You know who keeps we haven't talked on. about? You know who we haven't uh-huh. talked about? Who got his first kind of taste of MLB, of the MLB life? Um, not during this game, but the game uh, against um, Kansas City on Saturday. The official player. Abimelech uh, Ortiz. Yes, yeah, the butcher, uh, Abby Ortiz, got his first two at bats with the Rangers. So that, that's some good, that's a good thing. You know, it's, um, you know, it's good to see him get up there and, and let's hope he, uh, he cracks a few balls um, over the next uh, few days and, and shows out uh, what he can do. Um, 
you know. Yeah, before he gets sent down to the minor league camp, I I, I hope that he does get a handful more at bats and or in a handful more games, and we get a chance to to see him swing. Because man, he it's it's all. I mean, he's he's it's something else. He swings with everything. Yeah, that big dog can eat, baby. That thing can he can he can do the thing. So, um, well, I mean, I think I think we did it. Well, yeah, we got up real quick before we get out of here. You know, Monday, Rangers today back out at back at it against the uh, the Chicago White Sox, and uh, the first one taking the hill tomorrow will be Cole Wynn, and it'll be our first chance of seeing Cole Wynn this uh, this season, and uh, looking forward to it, and seeing uh, uh, a handful of other guys follow him. Yeah, did they give like a you know a pitching rundown yet, or uh, just they just got Cole Wynn getting the start? I don't have uh, that normally gets released sometime afternoonish. Okay, well if you hear like a little noise in the background, like in a rhythmic pattern back there, that's my that's the little manimal. He's got the hiccups. He's had it for about ten minutes now. So is that what that is? I just thought your uh, your speaker or your microphone was cutting in and out. No, no, the little guy has the hiccups. He's over here just hicking up. Um, and you're doing the show, so you can't, like, scare the hell out of him to get rid of him. Oh, you don't want that, because then uh, then you get a crying baby, uh, which is a lot worse than, than hiccups. But, uh, yeah, that's what that sound is. But, you know, it's just his his way of giving his two cents uh, about everything that's going on. Well, he's, but, uh, he's excited about seeing Cole win, too. We want to see if those improvements that we oh, saw... Man season last year and throughout the winter league are are uh, are real uh, are going to translate over to to the big league level man wouldn't we like to see two innings from Cole Wynn with a couple strikeouts no runs given up you know something a line like that that would just man I think it would make no us... walks would make yep. me happy yep take a deep breath um so yeah let's let's hope we get to see that um, I got nothing else, man. I'm ready to get out yeah, of here. That, that game will be out at uh, uh, Glendale in, at Chicago's Complex, the uh, Camelback Ranch. And uh, if you're an MLB.com subscriber, you can listen to the game with uh, Eric Nadell and, and the boys that do the show. Absolutely. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, what time is that game? Do you know? It is a 2.05 Central Standard mm. Time start, so... Two in the afternoon. I'm never doing anything at two in the afternoon. Yeah, well, it's going to be either one of those on the you got your headphones in because you're you know you're you're working and you're focused and you gotta you know you got your headphones in at work. You're not listening to the game, uh, or it's one of those you got the game cast on your phone and you're kind of peeking down at it every every like thirty seconds just to see like each pitch count and what's going on. So uh, I'm going to enjoy that uh, at work tomorrow or today if you're listening today. So, hey, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check us out on that their website, which is on the World Wide Web, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Owen White sitting 90, 94, throwing 96. <laughs> where you can <laughs> where you, <laughs> where you can subscribe to our exclusive content. Down on the farm with the boys, where we cover all things Rangers minor league. Go, go now and subscribe. Become one of our. Become one of the farm hands 
and, and join the crew. Thanks to all of our subscribers and thanks to everybody who uh, follows us on your favorite plat- podcasting platform for the 300 pound manimal, for the little manimal who has lost his hiccups. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.